The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions okay. of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. And thank you, Emily, and welcome back to your local radio station or online. This is The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy, along with my co-host, Pastor Delmar Austin. And today, you're gonna, I really think you're going to enjoy this show. You know, we're coming into Lent now. And we're coming into the Christmas season. Advent season. Advent. So what did I say? Lent. I, I, I love Easter. <laughs> season. We're coming into the Advent season. And so today and the rest of this week, we're going to be talking about what does the Bible say about the Messiah? So the coming of the Messiah in all the different places that the prophets said they were coming. So uh, I think you're going to learn. I know I'm going to learn and enjoy some of the things uh, that the prophets said and how they came true. They're coming true. For all those people out there that wonder about Jesus, well, he was predicted 500 years ago by Isaiah, and it came in just like Isaiah said. So anyway, welcome, partner. How you doing? I'm doing well today. And we are, this week, we're going to be focusing in on the Messianic prophecies. What do the prophecies tell us about the Messiah, who, of course, you know, during the Christmas season, we're thinking about when Jesus came. So what... what that's did, Advent, right? That's Advent. Okay, good. That's right. That's the first Advent. <laughs> Jesus comes uh, to this world. Now, Mac, let me start out by asking you the question, do you like surprises? Yes. Yes, sometimes surprises yeah. can be really good, if right? If I have to say yes or no, <laughs> sure, I like surprises. Well, when Jesus came— Good surprises. Good surprises. Well, Jesus coming to this world would be a good surprise, wouldn't Best it? Best surprise ever. But you know what? A lot of people were not aware that a Messiah was coming or that a Messiah came when Jesus was born. And we got to ask the question, why not? Why not? Because there's a text that was drilled in my mind as a child. It's from Amos chapter 3 and verse 7, and it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. So God is in the, in the business of making known what he does. Yeah. He, he wants us to know how he's working in this world. And so he gave the children of Israel particularly, all this information about a Messiah that was going to come. And so when Jesus came, they should have been fairly aware of the fact that he was, that he was coming and that he was there. Yeah, I, 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 you were talking to me earlier, and you're going to get it a little bit into Isaiah 52 and 53, which is uh, uh, a, a chapter and a half of Isaiah that most rabbis will not let the Jewish people read. That's right, because yeah. it's just so clear yeah. from, from that message. Yeah, I think that's going to be on uh, Thursday's show. So, All right, so go ahead. Let's start out with what does the Bible say about the Messiah? That during this Advent season. Well, when Jesus was actually born 
and he had been around for a while. We don't know how long, but he, he was still in Bethlehem. Guess who comes to visit? Wise men from the east. Wise men that had seen a star, and they came, and they came to Jerusalem, and they looked around in Jerusalem, and they asked everybody, okay, where is this king who has been born? And nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. The, the, the foreigners are, are coming, and they understand about this special birth. They know it's happened, but the people of Israel are not aware. And, and God has given over and over, and I'm just going to go over a few of the things that happen and a few of the prophecies, but when, when Jesus is born, there had been this mysterious star that was out there in the night that the wise men had been following. There was an angel choir that came to the shepherds and spoke with them. Uh, When Jesus was dedicated after he'd been born, Simeon and Anna were at the temple, and they openly, in front of everybody, acknowledged that this was the Messiah. We know that Jesus was born of a virgin. That is a fulfillment of a prophecy in Isaiah chapter 7. We know Jesus was born in Bethlehem, another fulfillment of a prophet yeah. or a prophecy in, in uh, Micah. He came from the land of Galilee. His parents were from Nazareth. That's where he grew up during his life. And he also came out of Egypt because he was forced to flee uh, with his parents to Egypt and uh, was had to stay there until Herod died. Well, and he was in the line of David, and that actually came through Mary. Is that right? Uh, through through Joseph. Through Joseph. All right. But we're gonna we're gonna look at that in a little bit. But why was this? If God gives so many reasons, so much information about this, why was it that so many people missed it? that they didn't understand. I'd like to suggest today that they were not really carefully reading the prophecies. Yeah. They were not reading Scripture, and they had their own opinions about what Scripture meant. And so they couldn't clearly see those messages that God had given. And what, what, what books make up the Torah? It's five books, the is that right? five books, yes. First five books of the Bible. And in the Torah... In the Torah, there are Messianic prophecies. In fact, let's go back to the very first Messianic prophecy that's in the Bible, and it's Genesis chapter 3, and it uh, is in verse, let me find it, verse 15, okay? Okay. Genesis 3, 15. The very first prophecy that is given by God that helps us understand the role of the Messiah, the Bible says, and this is, this is after Adam and Eve had sinned, and God is explaining to Adam and Eve the consequences of sin. This is what will happen. God says, I will put enmity between you. He's talking to the serpent now. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be a struggle between good and evil that will take place uh, throughout history. But God wants us to know that there will be an ultimate victory that will take place, and it will come through the seed of the woman. The woman represents 
the people of God, not just Eve herself, but the people of, of God, and born from the people of God will be the Messiah, the one that will come, and he will uh, strike a death blow to the serpent or to Satan. He will win the victory, and because of his victory, uh, there is you know there is going to be the everlasting righteousness the everlasting life that he has promised uh to the people who follow so so what is it that the messiah was supposed to do the messiah was supposed to deal with the problem of sin mm-hmm. we have a problem of sin in this world because adam and eve made some wrong choices and we continue to make those those wrong choices throughout history and the Messiah was about coming and bringing an answer to the problem of sin. Now, what were the people thinking as they're reading the Messianic prophecies? Well, some of what they read was actually right. They were reading about a king coming. Yeah. But they used that information in such a way to think, oh, okay, we're going to have a king. He's going to beat the Romans. Right. We're going to we're going to be in control of the He's world. He's going to be a warrior. He's going to be this great warrior that's going to come. And they were totally uh, mistaken about what the Messiah was supposed to do. Why it was that God sent the Messiah into this world. And if they had read the prophecies closer, they would have understood a lot better. Isaiah, you already mentioned uh, to us, uh, Mac, Isaiah chapter 53 is the prophecy about the suffering yep. servant. Yeah, and when you hear this, if, if you've never heard this before, this will kind of open your eyes as to, well, that's Jesus. Yeah, we know that now. But the, mm, the Israelites should have known it then also. Here is what is going to happen to the Messiah. It's very clear in black and white, Isaiah 53, verse, verses 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You see, there is a whole problem of sin in this world. That problem is a problem in our lives, too. Jesus came to deal with that problem. He didn't come just to set up one one nation above another. He came into this world to resolve the big problem of good and evil that started way back in Eden. And he came here, and he was the one that died for our sins so that we would have eternal life. The Bible's very clear about that. And yet somehow... Back at that time, it gets sort of glossed over, and uh, they, they lose the, the sense of what the purpose of the Messiah was all about. 
All right, so that's uh, our our show for the week is what does the Bible say about the Messiah? And we're going to read several verses as we go through this week's programming. And uh, remember, this is always on podcasts. Uh, You just, wherever you listen to your podcasts, it's there. Just put in The View from a Pew. It's also live right now on Facebook and on YouTube. And it will be coming soon after the beginning of the year. Uh, We'll have our own Roku channel. So for those of you who are thinking about getting a fire stick or some type of satellite uh, receiver, make sure that they have the Roku channel on that and you'll be able to get our programs. All right, my name is Mac McCoy. My co-host is Pastor Delmar Austin, and we sure thank you for listening. And most of all, we really appreciate our worldwide sponsor, DivineTruthChristian.com. And this is an online store for uh, Christians. And when you're ready, you, you know, you go through and you look at all the stuff they've got. And then when you get ready to buy, you talk to a person. And if you get frustrated like I do by all these machines and recordings and artificial intelligence, you'll actually have a person. You'll be talking to one of the members, the family members, who own DivineTruthChristian.com. So we thank them for being our sponsor, and we appreciate you being our listener. We do also want to thank everybody who takes the time to write us. You can email me at Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com. That's Mac at theviewfromapew.com. Looking forward to hearing from you this week. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.